section five of the mob violence and the american negro my experience in the sunny south by veli lester this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter sixteen so i am going right out to work for god if i am lynched i will report to god why the words of a strange white man say doctor did you know that the white people are getting up a mob to hang you to-day a black man told me just as i was leaving mr h s no i did not know it well now listen they had a meeting on the matter yesterday at the white church and that large crowd of white men that went out there were the missionaries to see if you got here on yesterday so i don't know what they are going to do but they have sworn to hang you well my brother white men killed christ because he was for the right how could i escape thank you i must lecture there once more before i die if jesus says so and to the church i went not believing a word that i had heard i was introduced to the congregation i met them with a smile as usual and the past had gone from me like a shadow my dear congregation it affords me no small degree of pleasure to have the honour to try in my weak way to convey to you an intelligent message this morning with so many visitors of a race that is now the fathers of the civilization of this the western continent when this country was wrapped and bound in ignorance over all of this whole earth i saw the white man in my imagination land at jamestown virginia in sixteen o seven and began to fight the wilds of ignorance with intelligence and the strength of ajax and the same is a hard fight to this day so to-day while well, the white man forgets the indian wrapped in all of his sneaking ways but while he is trying to conquer the indian i heard the whistle or the noise of the bell on the ship in the year sixteen nineteen that had just sailed from africa the old bell in her voice or way was saying slaves 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 as she came into port there the black man saw or had for the first time in life a chance to prove his generous tact and gift from god to the american fathers the negro in a short while showed to the white man that he meant to be true and loyal to every trust and from his gentle way he made such an impression upon the white race that they began to see that it was wrong to enslave the negro and they soon began to give the negro his rights and freedom mr george washington the first president of the united states saw that the negro was such a hero on the battlefields of the revolutionary war that he freed his slaves and others of the north did the same finally the spirit of the east and the north soon spread over the country and being so between the white brothers that they in the south found the negro the greatest advantage 
on the plantations of all improvements on god's earth so the white man of the south decided that was what the black brother was made for first because it takes sunshine for cotton second it takes outdoor exercise for the black man then the white man has declared that to put a white cotton suit of clothes on a negro in the fall of the year put him in a white cotton field and let the cotton be opened from top to bottom and this negro there laboring and toiling for himself and the good white man he makes the painted picture of such a nature that can be esteemed by any southerner or any citizen of america why first because the negro is prepared with brain and muscles to fill any vocation of life oh what a being so i shall say to the colored people to-day in the presence of the white brother of the south in the beginning god made adam and finally made eve from these two one man and woman all races sprang if the bible be true which i believe do you yes yes was the answer now my black brother for two hundred years or more you made the living for the able white brother so you were black slick and greasy then so you have got to continue so if you stay anywhere on earth where he can even hear of you laughter and applause to-day every negro in america is willing if he has the right mind to thank the lord for his coming to this country although he has served as a slave which was a disgrace to civilization but he must now acknowledge to the truth that all of his worth as a citizen and knowledge of god and his first lesson was from the white man but to-day the negro can say though you have deprived me of the ballot which rules the government of the south but i am glad to know that my race or the negro man was once in the u s senate lieutenant-governor of mississippi and was registrar of the u s treasury so you took the ballot-box and carried it away and told the negro that you would exchange your land money fine churches high schools and other comforts of life and a good name for the ballot-box exchange sir the negroes of mississippi took the white man's money and opened twenty banks built a town oil mill fine gins of modern style comfortable homes out of log cabins to stone building have thousands of acres of land and money to buy more fifty years of freedom to the negro has made a wonderful improvement upon his welfare and intelligence that he would never have gained elsewhere but in the south the garden spot of the world we have had a steady eye upon you the white as a living model for others to work by now to the white brothers of the south we thank you for your clothing us when we were naked feeding us when we were hungry and giving us shelter when we had no homes god bless the southern white man that has been our friend brothers stand by him and for his protection for all this is his the southern white man promised the negro an honest deal which some give again i say to the white man that the negroes thank you in which you have sold us our homes giving time and a liberal interest on borrowed money we thank you for helping us 
on our churches with your thousands of dollars we are able to put on these tall steeples that point to man telling him that the only safe way is to go up up again we thank god for such men as those who never say a good word for the negroes though his cook nurse coachman and those around him are negroes his dirty clothes are washed by a negress and his living is made by the muscles of a negro so i say to the negroes of the world god said to love one another regardless of the unjust laws and the fines that the courts impose upon you and our race for nothing in matters or cases that are frivolous pay your fines work out the days and love the white man just the same for god will sooner or later right everything dear white friends the old negro obeyed his master because he freed him and he was the law though to-day the young negro obeys in honor of all the good things you have done for his race then we ask for the protection of the law in the right and of the white people of this great country i am in favor of you good white people having all the negro servants that you need but i am frank in my convictions if you were not a good man to me you could not get my services nor support i would be afraid of you and i would stay as far from you as i could a great many colored people want to go north some out west some to heaven and a few mean ones soon go to hades and there to be with the devil and all other mean individuals who went to impose upon the helpless i say this because it is right there are only two sides to any question and that is the right side and the wrong side the good and the bad to my colored friends i would say that the north is a fine country the west is a fine country but the south is the finest of all this is the place for everybody that wants to prosper and do well god is everywhere and he has promised to be your protector if you are right with him is your heart right with god if so no mob no storm no fire no wild beasts no serpents no man can hurt you stay where you are rent the land buy the homestead work on the halves or for wages but the thing in this life is to see that your heart is right with god pray for your enemies and love them stick to the man who is your friend in the time of need who fed you when hungry clothed you when clothless gave you a home when homeless the southern white man remember this and tell him and mean it the farmer may come but i am at home to stay stop sending your money out west to buy land when there are millions of acres of land here at home that you can buy just as cheap and you don't own a foot of it shame on you why don't you poor negroes learn to stay in the country and raise your children right instead of moving into the dirty and filthy places of our towns and cities where your children have the toughest of the tough lower class of the degraded set with whom to associate i want to know if you can raise anything besides thieves murderers drunkards and prostitutes 
surrounded with such a class for your beloved ones to associate when we were all in the country we raised such men as i t montgomery john r lynch e w lampton e l lackey e e pettibone h r revels and a thousand of others why not stay where you can make a living and learn your children to work in the place of loafing do you know that on one acre of land near gulfport mississippi a man made nine hundred dollars in one year truck farming you can make more than that because this was a white man you know how a negro can work stay in the country surround your home with such enjoyments that will make your children happy fix up the fences renew the outhouses whitewash or paint your home feed and water your stock in order that they may look like a big negro's property then buy an instrument of some kind for the home and have your children learn to play and to sing for there is no place like sweet home yes home sweet home by this you will learn to be kind and sweet to your family and your children will love home how can you leave these beautiful churches and cemeteries that are filled with your loved ones that once spent many a happy day with you and these pretty homes and friends to go to a far country and among strangers to spend the remainder of your life in misery and grief to see them behind you you are forever thinking of home the devil is everywhere but you must see to it that your heart is right with god if so stand your ground and fear no evil for god will make your enemies your friends and your hindrances your stepping-stones to success and glory now dear people love one another stand up dear friends for the right and die before you will surrender to the wrong i pray that all confusion of this country will end from this time on and that all hearts will be filled with love and sweet peace abide with us all now and forever is the earnest prayer of thy servant amen cheers and a general handshaking from the whites and high compliments at three o'clock p m i was called upon at once by rev h the pastor in a frightful manner oh doctor he said there is something wrong here there are four or five hundred white men with guns and ropes out here in order to adjust a matter with you oh brother what are you going to do about it why my dear preacher there is only one thing to do about it and that is to put my trust in god wait one moment i will see a white friend of mine do you know any of these men no but i belong to god and he will make a friend for me i turned from him i looked and saw a crowd of white men standing near me and i said to two of them gentlemen let me speak to you and they consented we walked off i said to them i am a stranger here but i am not a stranger to a good many of your race i have many men of your race who are my friends who are they dr b f ward w b kelly ed loggins c h and h aldridge w s webster banker j b small banker w l huntley marshall j k vardaman and ten thousands of others in mississippi these men gentlemen you can phone and see and find out as to who i am what is the trouble well said that good man mr hayes 
whom i will always love i don't know you but i believe that you are all right there has been a negro boy who lives with mr love he heard you lecture and professed religion joined the church and came straight home and his conversion was a lie i believe he said that you had a meeting while at rock point and was teaching the negroes down there to rise up against the white people kill all of their men and take their wives to whom did he say that i told that to gentlemen he said that he saw you and a real black negro standing out in front of the church and that he heard you tell this negro these words now gentlemen i must say that i never heard of such a thing before in all of my life i am a christian lecturer fighting blind tigers and all these mean things i have some of my lectures which you can read for your own benefit and there you will know what kind of stuff that i am teaching my people bring me one so i did wait one moment oh, i guess that you promised to be with me in the time of trouble i pray for that time to come even to my rescue this very moment i went to my wagon where my suitcase was and took from it two of my books which contained my lectures and handed them to two of the men now gentlemen if any one wants to know any more tell them that i would gladly answer them at this moment i heard some one say good evening i answered and turned around and said good evening and the next moment a revolver a thirty-eight or forty-four special was thrown into my face death seemingly to be at this moment a voice consider yourself under arrest all right sir was my reply what have you got nothing sir but an honest name was my answer well search him mr lloyd so he did for what gentlemen for your advice to the negroes all right sir i'm ready to go if that is my lot i'd better carry my suitcase so should i never get back they will not have anything of mine so we went through the great crowd of people and my audience during the morning service of my lecture many had become devoted to me and i could see sorrow on their brows and tears began to fall from their eyes and as i walked away i said the world once had paul silas john peter and our blessed saviour jesus christ this was all the consolation i had saying if there is no cross there is no crown when we had got out of sight of the congregation i said o lord i trust my life in your hands save me if such be thy holy will i did not know where i was going all of the consolation that i had was mr h who said just as the man said good evening and arrested me the mob is on is all that i could say i don't know what the end will be i looked down the road and saw two hundred men with guns waiting for the black coon i walked up to the crowd stopped and sat my suitcase down i was too hot to be afraid good evening gentlemen then answered good evening quite a good number this is nothing the men that are going to hang you are in the bottom this is only a few and i found it true the bloodthirsty mob i mean as they had been recommended to me one said i am going to have that ring another said i am going to have that watch another the chain another the scarf-pin another said i am going to have that hand 
toe and so on i said gentlemen just before i die i want to make a will as i am not broke and you all want a remembrance of a hero and as i am at the mercy of an angry mob it is for good only that i make this request i will give these things to those who want them good evening gentlemen quite a crowd indeed i never saw so many men with arms before in all of my life and all of these are for the life of one helpless poor humble christian gentleman who is helpless and has no friends but jesus so my kind friends i congratulate you for your kindness thus far no one has been haughty or mistreated me now gentlemen i hope to have the privilege of speaking to you in my own way and to clear the truth and the truth only as this is the day for me to be hung as i now see the rope on that horse's saddle that it is sir only a few things to ask of you first i consider that i am a man second that i am a human being and have feelings and a soul to be saved as well as you then remember what you sow you shall also reap not only that but more my life is now in your hands and you can do just what you wish but if you kill me this evening some day you will have to appear before a living god and your hands will be stained with an innocent man's blood and god says thou shalt not kill i am here even without a knife or a pin with which to scratch you i am trying to teach my people to do god's bidding and i am not giving the white man a thought believing them to know what is right and would act accordingly i am here to-day with a clean heart not taught against any living being on earth wait don't you know that you told a negro that you had things fixed to kill the white men mr wait allow me to say this what could the negro do if it was not for the white man where does the negro get his food and clothing year in and year out he looks to you for he never has any money very long at a time but he always has a friend from whom he can get what he needs and that is the white man do you think that he would be foolish enough to fill his own well when the water is good why gentlemen i never had such an idea in all of my life never heard of such a thing before i am frank in saying to you that if any man or woman would come to me with any such stuff you would never have the time to call seventy-five men together on a sunday and hear the statement of a dirty thieving good-for-nothing scoundrel everything but clean and truthful he is a dirty negro buzzard who would tell a story like that that man ought to be killed and i would do that myself in the defence of saving many other negroes lives what could the negroes do with the white men haven't you got everything in your possession the men who don't mind killing a fellow at any time of the day or night so what is there for the negro but death should he start anything kind sirs agree with me and let all voices go up in one accord saying loose him and let him go which i will declare to you that i am only for the right a voice what did you tell them to do for one another i told the negroes to learn to love one another and to be true to their trust and stop lying on one another because one had a little more wealth or brains or stood better in the community or seems to raise a more respectable family than yours then set in to have him killed or run out of the country by telling lies on him to the white people then you may move on the plantation owned by a negro and you go there to close him out he will not half work they want to go to 
town every day in the week and buy for the whole family like a millionaire they want to eat equal to the landlord then ride off to see the sick nearly every night except when you are and can't ride then they will have and must have the sisters to come when christmas comes and you haven't got anything don't spend all of your money and what you made you will swear and tell some white man that i am done with a negro i worked hard this year with old ike and he brought me out of debt how many men in your family bill only ten of us outside of me and the old lady and grandad how much cotton did you make fifteen or twenty bales of cotton no sir i made four bales of cotton three loads of corn what was the matter the man you were living with made twenty-one bales of cotton and plenty of corn yes sir but the negro works night and day i want to say this to you old darkey everything on my plantation gets the gun boss i can get it too now my friends we must quit this and be men whenever we see a negro trying to do something in the financial world let us all go behind him and push with all our forces just as the white man does his race try to make him a millionaire if you can then live a clean life before your children and then some day your son or daughter may marry in this man's family and then you will be a rich negro too and another big negro see how easy it is to help one another all we have to do is to stick together and be honest and we will have lots of money men in our own race don't try to tear each other down but build each other up is the thing to do then when you have a moment to spare think of the old standard-bearer that stood by you when you were without food or shelter who was he the white man never forget him love him honor him with true politeness if he don't use his you use yours he will soon decide that he can't afford for the negro to have more manners and politeness than himself and the next time that you meet him he will speak then again i told the colored to stand to the white man that stood by him in the time of peril and sore danger now gentlemen that is what i said as near as i can remember and now my life is in your hands it is up to you as to whether i live or die yet there is one more thing that i ask of you it is to put yourself in my place teaching your people to do all the good that they can to all men stand up for the right and never at any time surrender to the wrong but die first then think a dirty man of your race would be so bitterly against the right that he would try to get you killed by lying on you then after you do those as a christian gentleman then if you would desire death to be the penalty for trying to make your people honest truthful and loyal citizens why i say hang me by that rope to-day though if you think that you ought to live on to continue to teach the right why your life will be a wreck and your farms will be barren sickness will be in your families disgrace will enter the homes shame will be the lot of your children and your hearts will be made to bleed as my mother's will when she hears of my going to glory from the hands of a heartless mob god has promised to let you receive what you give how can you as spotless anglo-saxons have the heart to take the life of a poor innocent man who is only for the right there was a doctor from mississippi god bless that man for he wiped his hands and walked away 
many followed him but it did no good my hands will never be stained with that man's blood mr h said he told you all that he was all right then another good man said i told you all that he was a man of note i heard him lecture at p r each time he was there up jumped a little negro hater and drew his gun on me in the shape of a club i will knock your brains out he said i asked him what i had done to him you threw your hands close to my face pardon me mister why i wouldn't mistreat you and any other man that was helpless for nothing in the world though i would do all i could to see that he got justice then a voice comes from the crowd saying put down that gun and get away from so close to him then he will not hit you thank you my kind sir was my answer the justice of the peace comes and he is all right no fault can be found of him where are the brothers masons woodmen and pythians you had better get up here around your brothers someone asked are you a mason yes sir indeed i am at this moment someone asked can you climb one of those trees out there my reply was i used to be an expert climber when a boy and i think really that i could climb now if in case of necessity this is business and not foolishness was the voice of someone he is a worthy and brave man and he must be treated right thank you sir may you live long and have all of the comforts of life a voice said i wish that half of this large crowd of five hundred men were half as good as you are now you are a free man and have the friendship of these men who have come here to take your life you have changed their minds and have made them your friends god must be with you the only request that we ask of you is that we want to lecture for the good of this country now and at any other time that you may see fit you are welcome and have all these men's protection so doctor feel safe for we all are with you and we are going to give that negro a lesson which will last him the balance of his life we are going to put a stop to the negroes lying on each other and causing trouble in our country the negroes lied on each other and caused three or four men to be killed a few miles from here several years ago so we are going to put a stop to these rumors before they develop some serious trouble will you lecture to us before you go i will a voice was heard in the crowd to say give lying negroes h i will do all that i can for that class now we are going to show you that we are not as mean to you as you thought we are going to carry you back to the church and to your people three or four on each side a great number behind me so they delivered me to the church saying he is all right and has proven himself to be a great christian worker he has made friends with us all said one voice indeed he is the greatest negro living said another look for us on to-morrow thank you gentlemen thank you a thousand times i thank you i pray god's blessings upon all of you amen a mob found me on august the twenty-third at god's church where i had gone to lecture in the defence of right the church was well filled to its utmost and around the church for quite a distance were vehicles wagons and ox-carts the conveyances of the people who had come to hear the man lecture that was to have been mobbed yesterday everywhere i looked i could see people of every description color and age 
i was introduced by the pastor dr h a kind and christian gentleman and one of the best prepared ministers of mississippi he is loving kind and true to all and believes in the advice of the scripture to be careful as to how you treat a stranger the doctor will not turn you away but will certainly give you a chance i hope to see brother h some day to be known in all of the lands as a model christian gentleman for the narrow-minded begrudging negro leaders to use in shaping their lives before the races that are now living and for those that are to follow the doctor is plenty wealth but not like you high-minded but humble that is to be a leader you can't drive people to be kind and expect for them to follow you to jesus hope to see this man some day in some high-honored office helping the world as doctors boyd penn and others who are competent for leadership you will make no mistake in trying them for they are among the good that is what we need men End of section five